जय गोपी जनवल्ला गिरिवरदारी यशोदनंदन व्रज जनरंजना यशोदनंदना वनचारी मुनातीरा वनचारी जय राधा माधवा कुंजा विहारी जय राधमा कुंजा विहारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 Hare Krishna 
नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया नारायणम नमस्कृत्या नरंजेवा नरोत्तमम देवीम सरस्वतीम व्यासम 
reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 7, Chapter 8, The Lord Slays the King of the Demons, verse number 22, sorry, 19 until 22. We will also read 23 and 24. 23 has very small purport. We will read 24th as well. Mimam Samanasya. Sorry, it's a full line. I will read again. Mimam Samanasya Samutito Grato. Mimam Samanasya. Nusimharupastadhalam bayanakam Mimam samanasya samutititograto Nusimharupastadhalam bayanakam Mimam samanasya samutito Agrato Mutito Nusim Harupas Tadalam Bayanakam Samanasya Samutito Grato Nasim Harupasta Dalambayanakam Semanasya Samutito Grato Nasim Harupasya Samanasya Samutito Grato Nasim Harupasta Dalambayanakam Mimam Samanasya of Hiranyakashipu, who was contemplating the wonderful form of the Lord. Samuttitaha appeared, Agrataha in front, Nursimharupaha the form of Nursimhadeva. Half lion and half man. Tat, that, alam, extraordinarily. Bhayanakam, very fearful. There are three more verses. 
I won't read word to word translation for them. I'll directly jump into translation. Translation and purport by Stephen Gaishila Prabhupada. <coughs> Hiranyakashipu studied the form of the Lord, trying to decide who the form of Narsimadeva standing before him was. The Lord's form was extremely fearsome because of his angry eyes, which resembled molten gold. His shining mane, which expanded the dimensions of his fearful face, his deadly teeth, and his razor-sharp tongue, which moved about like a deluding dueling sword. His ears were erect and motionless, and his nostrils and gaping mouth appeared like caves of a mountain. His jaws parted fearfully, and his entire body touched the sky. His neck was very short and thick, his chest broad, his waist thin, and the hairs on his body as white as the rays of the moon. His arms, which resembled flanks of soldiers, spread in all directions as he killed the demons, rogues, and atheists which he, with his conscious disc, club, lotus, and other natural weapons. I'll read the verse number 23 translation. Then Hiranyakashipu reaction to after seeing this this translation Hiranyakashipu murmured to himself Lord Vishnu who possesses great mystic power has made this plan to kill me but what is the use of such an attempt who can fight with me thinking like this and taking up his club Hiranyakashipu attacked the Lord like an elephant purport in the jungle, there are sometimes fights between lions and elephants. Here, the Lord appeared like a lion, and Hiranyakashipu, unafraid of the Lord, attacked him like an elephant. Generally, the elephant is defeated by the lion, and therefore, the comparison in this verse is appropriate. Text number 24. Alakshito aguno patita patangamo yata nusimha yujais so asurastada natad vichitram kalusatva dhamani swatejasayonu purapi bhattamaha. Translation Just as a small insect falls forcefully into a fire and the insignificant creature becomes invisible. When Hiranyakashipu attacked the Lord, who was full of effulgence, Hiranyakashipu became invisible. This is not at all astonishing, for the Lord is always situated in pure goodness. Formerly during creation, he entered the dark universe and illuminated it by his spiritual effulgence. Purport. The Lord is situated transcendentally in pure goodness. The material world is generally controlled by tamoguna, the quality of ignorance. But the spiritual world, because of the presence of the Lord and His effulgence, He is free from all contamination by darkness, 
passion or contaminated goodness. Although there is a tinge of goodness in this material world in terms of the Brahminical qualification, such qualifications sometimes become invisible because of the strong prevalence of the mode of, modes of passion and ignorance. But because the Lord is always transcendentally situated, the material modes of passion and ignorance cannot touch Him. Whenever the Lord is present, there cannot be any darkness from the mode of ignorance. It is stated in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhyalila 22, verse number 31. Krishna Surya Sama Maya Haya Andhakar Yahan Krishna Tahan Nahi Mayara Adhikar Godhead is light, Nisains is darkness. Where there is God, Godhead, there is no Nisains. This material world is full of darkness and ignorance of spiritual life. But by Bhakti Yoga, this ignorance is dissipated. The Lord appeared because of the Bhakti Yoga exhibited by Prahlad Maharaj. And as soon as the Lord appeared, the influence of Hiranyakashipu's passion and ignorance was vanquished as the Lord's quality of pure goodness or the Brahman effulgence become, became prominent. In that prominent effulgence, Hiranyakashipu became invisible or his influence be became insignificant. An example illustrating how the darkness of the material world is vanquished is given in the Shastra. When Brahma was created from the lotus stem growing from the abdomen of Garbhodaka Sai Vishnu, Lord Brahma saw everything to be dark. But when he received knowledge from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, everything became clear. As everything becomes clear when one comes from night to sunshine. The important point is that as long as we are in the material modes of nature, we are always in darkness. This darkness cannot be dissipated without the presence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead which is invoked by the practice of Bhakti Yoga. Bhakti Yoga creates a transcendental situation with no tinge of material contamination. Om Ajnanati Mirandasya Ajnananjana Shalakaya Chakshun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Katamahyam Tadadi Swapadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Utapadakamalam Sri Gurum Vaishnavamsha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ragunathan Vitam Tam Sachivam Sadhvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamsha He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namustute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrinda Vineshwari Rushabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpataru Vyasha 
कृपासीुभ्यच पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्रीअद्वैतगदाधर श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा इस वेरी वंडरफुली एक्सप्लेन्ड इन वर्स नंबर 19 टू 22 द लॉर्ड्स फीचर्स हाउ Hiranyakashipu is seeing the Lord when he appeared out of the pillar. So there it is mentioned in this verse, Alam Bayanakam. Hiranyakashipu is feeling extremely. Alam, in the word-to-word translation it is given. Alam means extraordinarily. Bayanakam, very fearful. Hiranyakashipu is conceiving Lord's future as extremely fearful. Now imagine, Hiranyakashipu is the... demon who terrorized the entire world entire universe and he is feeling that fearfulness you not know, just after appearance of lord and it is also mentioned different features he is examining you know first he astonished seeing the half lion half man form of the lord and after that he is seeing his eyes are like a you know molten gold have you seen any fearful eyes have you seen lion when it is attacking so fearful and here here hiranyakashipu is seeing lord's eyes so fearful and his uh, mustache man is spread you know entire if you go to in in mayapur you see after they remove all the decorations of the lord when they doing abhishekha you can see a fearful form of narsingadev but for a devotee it's not at all fearful why hmm devotee loves yeah because the vision is completely different devotee sees with love it's like a you know the small cub of the lion it doesn't get fear to go near the you know lion but whereas other animals seeing the lion just hearing the roar they run away so similarly for a devotee because he sees the lord premanjana charita bhakti vilochanena so for him with that eye of love doesn't he doesn't get feared whereas the fear personified within the heart of the devotee also runs away just by remembering the lord so again here in this verse mentioned different uh, features of the lord it is said his tongue is so sharp razor sharp tongue and his deadly teeth because he is so so much angry at hiranyakashipu yesterday prabhu very nicely explained gopanesh prabhu is telling hiranyakashipu when he was torturing his son you know he is not considering he is my so small boy that's why when lord appeared out of the filler he was so much angry that you know uh, am i really present in his heart 
I'm there in everyone's heart, but am I there? So that's why when he ripped off Hiranyakashipu's abdomen, he was searching in the heart. So, and it is mentioned, if you see lots of other features, his neck was very short and thick, his chest broad, his waist thin, and the hairs on his body as white as the rays of the moon. His arms, which resemble flanks of soldiers, spread in all directions. It is mentioned in uh, Vishnu Chakratita course commentary that Hiranyakashipu had hundreds of hands. With all the hands, he was fighting with all the soldiers. He was just chasing them away. And they were so much fearful of the form of the Lord. And and he killed the demons, rocks, and atheists with his conch shell, disc, club, lotus, and other natural weapons. And in the next verse, Hiranyakashipu, you know, first he felt fearful, seeing the Lord, extremely fearful, alam, bayanakam. And then he was comparing, you know, he is very fearful, okay, but I am Hiranyakashipu. I have conquered the entire universe. And I got the benedictions from Lord Brahma that I will not be killed by any creation of Lord Brahma. So then he was thinking, oh, Lord Vishnu, who possesses great mystic power, has made this plan to kill me. But what is the use of such an attempt? He was thinking, I am not going to be killed by anybody. What is the use of such an attempt? And who can fight with me? Is thinking, who can fight with me? So I defeated everybody and everybody feared of me. Who can defeat me? So with that, he is going. Now we also see um, in the material world, people always fight each other thinking that who will defeat me? Nobody there to defeat me. This is one of the symptoms of demoniac nature. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna explains that demoniac nature, how they behave. So they think, I have killed so many people and whoever can in, come in between, I'll kill them. I'll make my position prominent. So we see, you know, the king of the demons, Hiranyakashipu, he is also thinking, he is estimating his own power with the power of the Lord. But who can... That's why in the next verse it is mentioned, when he went in front of Lord Narasimhadeva, he was just like an insect going into the fire. So it is mentioned there, just as a small insect falls forcefully into a fire and the insignificant creature becomes invisible. You know, we have seen that. Sometimes in, in, in fire, insects, they go close to matanga, patanga. So they are always attracted to the light. So they go close by. But as soon as they jump, they said, finished. They are no more dusted. So similarly, when Hiranyakashipu attacked the Lord, who was full of effulgence, what is this effulgence? The Brahman effulgence coming from the Lord. So entire universe is illuminated by the effulgence of the Lord. And Hiranyakashipu, when he went in front of the Lord, and he became invisible. He became invisible. He is insignificant in front of the Lord. So similarly, all the attempts the material, in the material world people make for establishing their position so becomes invisible 
when Lord appeared. And it is mentioned that for a devotee, Lord appears as he is, but for a demon, how he appears? In the form of death. So when the death comes, everything, that's it, flash of a second, not even flash of second, that's it. All the, all the accumulated wealth, strength, fame, name, everything gone. And in this purport, very beautifully, Srila Prabhupada explained that Lord is situated transcendentally in pure goodness. The material world is generally controlled by Tamoguna. So in the Lord, there is no tinge of material modes. So in the, in the Ishopanishad, it is mentioned that Lord, He is Shuddham Apapavidham. So He is completely pure, Shuddham Apapavidham. Even any impure things goes to Him, they get purified. So how we are getting purified? Just by chanting the names of the Lord. Just by chanting the names of the Lord, we are all getting purified. It's just a name of the Lord. Of course, it's non-different to the Lord as He is absolute personality. There is no difference between His name, His form, His qualities, His entourage, His paraphernalia, His abode. So, there is nothing which is related to the Lord is non-different to the Lord. So, any aspect of the devotional service, any aspect, any anything that related to the Lord is completely absolute. So, of which there is no material contamination. And what to speak of the Lord who possesses all of them. So, there is not a tinge of material modes. And He is transcendentally situated in pure goodness. Next it is mentioned that because of the presence of the Lord and His effulgence is freed from all contamination by darkness, passion or contaminated goodness. Just by the presence of the Lord in the, in the form of His holy name, in the form of His deity form, in the form of anything that related to the Lord and everything get purified. And here in the material world we see sometimes goodness also available in the form of Brahminical qualifications. But as we know that the Brahminical qualifications, the goodness also sometimes contaminated by ignorance, sometimes contaminated by passion. So there is no pure goodness available in this material world. But only one way to come to the goodness form, complete goodness is rendering devotional service. Other than rendering devotional service, we always go up and down. Sometimes passion, sometimes ignorance. Even while performing in a sadhaka stage, in a practitioner, we will see sometimes we are... Uh, uh, Prominence of passion is there, sometimes prominence of ignorance is there, and sometimes we float on goodness. But when we achieve complete perfection, we will be completely staying in the pure goodness platform. So that's what we want, we should be aiming for. And next mention, but because of the Lord is always transcendentally situated, the material modes of passion and ignorance cannot touch Him. And in the next purport, Prabhupada given a beautiful 
example from Chaitanya Charita Amrita. It is mentioned that Krishna Surya Sama Maya Haya Andakar Yahan Krishna Tahan Nahi Mayara Adhikar. So Godhead is light. Nissense is darkness. Where there is Godhead, there is no nissense. Is it very familiar slogan? Where it comes? Back to Godhead magazine. On the top of Back to Godhead magazine, you will see Godhead is light. You know, we may we may have ignorance coming from lifetime after lifetime. It may be staying from millions of lifetimes in our consciousness. But as soon as when we accept devotional service, any form of devotional service, especially the chanting holy names, so the ignorance which is there in our consciousness from millions of lifetimes will just run away. So there is one example that, you know, say for example, this there, there is a room and that was not used for so many hundreds and hundreds of years. There was only one small lamp, but nobody lit the lamp. And darkness, and it's completely closed. There is no ventilation, there is no windows, and it is completely closed. And darkness stayed there for millions of years. And some one fine day somebody lit the lamp and he just turned on the switch and lamp came. And the darkness cannot say, oh, I'm staying here from last millions of years. You light just came. No, I cannot live. Darkness cannot say like that. As soon as you turn on the light, the darkness, although staying in that room for millions of lifetimes, will run away. So similarly, darkness in our consciousness, the ignorance, ignorance of our own identity, ignorance of the Lord, ignorance of our relationship, ignorance of our ultimate goal, may be there. But as soon as we come in contact with the Supreme Lord through His devotee or directly seeing the form of the Lord, so immediately ignorance is destroyed and it will be run away. That's why it is said, where there is a Godhead, there is no darkness, nuisance. And later it is given another example that as soon as the sun appears on the eastern horizon, you know, darkness, although it is stayed for whole night, you know, when the darkness is there, when the during the night time, all the thieves, rogues, different, uh, uh, you know, pishachas, all those, they appear in the night. But as soon as the day, the night ends, and little one, a small ray of sun comes, you see, all the thieves, rogues, they finish their job and they run away. They cannot stand in front of the light because all their you know, activities are exposed outside. So similarly we see in our consciousness, as soon as we come in contact with devotional service, reading Srimad Bhagavatam, reading Bhagavad Gita, attending lectures, you know, all the ignorance stayed in our consciousness that slowly runs away. Unless some you know, notorious criminal, he may stay, but 
he will also be exposed in the light. In the Srimad Bhagavatam also in the beginning of Canto 1, there is a sequence of verses written. Um, if you have read Markine Bhagavat Dharma, written by Srila Prabhupada, just upon reaching Boston, it is very good meditation for us, just as the Vyasapuja is approaching. No, read this one, Markine Bhagavat Dharma. Srila Prabhupada writes, you know, this, this, the place where he is coming to Boston, America, is completely, you know, overtaken by passion and ignorance. And Srila Prabhupada writes, no, there is no strength he has. I have no strength, but I have strong, firm faith on the words of Srimad Bhagavatam, and the, in the holy name. So this is the only medicine. Then he writes all the sequential verses from first canto, second chapter, starting from Shunvatam Svakata Krishna Punyasravana Kirtanam Hrudyantastohi Abhadrani Vidunoti Satam. And he says, as soon as one hears Shunvatam Svakata Krishna, hearing the names of the Lord, hearing the pastimes of the Lord, no? Punya Shravana Kirtanam, Hrudyantastohi Abhadrani, all the troublesome things which are there in our heart. Vidunoti Suhrutsatam. So they are gone. And he says, Nastaprayashu Abhadreshu, Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya, Bhagavati Uttasam Sloke, Bhaktir Bhavati Nastiki. He says, Nastaprayashu Abhadreshu, all the troublesome activities from our heart, they are run away. And then a devotee, after the passion and ignorance, as Tata Rajasthamo Bhava Kamalo Bhaya Eshaye Chetayate Anavriti Stitam Sattve Prasiddhati. Then, as soon as the passion and ignorance is gone, a devotee situates himself in the pure goodness. So, bhakti immediately, although wherever we are, it's like a turning on a light in a dark room. It doesn't matter where we are, it does work. So, but only thing is the process we have to adopt it. That's why in the later part of the purport, Srila Prabhupada again and again emphasized Bhakti Yoga, Bhakti Yoga. So that's very important. One may feel, oh, I have been practicing these many years, why am I not making any advancement? So reference point, you know, what we are doing in our day-to-day -day activity, are we taking it? It's like a medicine, you know, doctor may prescribe the medicine, but if we are not taking medicine very seriously and not following the diet very seriously, it doesn't work. Of course, it, it does work, but it takes very long time. So if we want to see immediate result, we have to take it very seriously and apply very consciously. And, Brahm, and later also it is mentioned in, uh, in reference to Lord Brahma. Before the creation, Lord Brahma was thinking, how would I do? Everything he could see is only darkness. But when he meditated, in the first verse of Srimad Bhagavatam we read, Tene Brahma Hrudaya Adikave, Lord gave knowledge to Brahmaji Adikave in the heart. So, not only he is not just uh, available to Brahma, he is available for every living entity, especially in the human form. 
In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna mentioned Sarvasya Chaham Hrudisanvishto Matta Smriti Jnanam Apohanam Cha. So he is present in everyone's heart. And he also mentions that, no, I'm ready to give knowledge to you, but only thing we have to turn back and seek that knowledge. And to Brahma also, he gave knowledge from within. And he, after that knowledge, Brahma could see things as they are. Now generally, without knowledge, we cannot see things. Without knowledge, knowledge plays a big role in seeing things as they are. And to the purpose of the things which exist. Now say for example, somebody joined in university joined in microbiology course or you know even say if, if something happens we go to um, pathology center to give our blood you know they test say somebody joined in microbiology or in a pathology course on the first day he doesn't know anything now if he even he may go to the laboratory he can have the instrument if he see through the microscope examine the blood samples because without knowledge what he will see through the microscope he will see just a kaleidoscopic designs nothing much but as he learned from the professor experienced person you know after thorough practice when he see through that microscope he will examine okay this is red blood cells this is white blood cell this is virus and same instrument he has microscope and same blood sample, same person is seeing through the same eye. But before the course, he cannot see anything other than the designs, kaleidoscopic designs. But after he gets the knowledge, he can see things as they are. Similarly, when we see through the eyes of Shastra, from Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita, so we see things as they are. Otherwise, we see things as we are. We may in the mode of ignorance, mode of passion, mode of goodness. So, a person without transcendental knowledge sees things as he is, but he doesn't see things as they are. So, that's where the Shastra Shakshu helps us to see things for its original purpose. So, that we need to develop it in the Bhakti Yoga process. And it is mentioned, okay, Bhakti Yoga process is there. Some may ask, I don't have much time to practice all the elements of Bhakti given in Bhakti Rasamruta Sindhu, 64 elements. So, where these 64 elements are coming from? From the Navavida Bhakti. And we just a few chapters before, we have read um, instructions of Prahlad Maharaj. You know, Prahlad Maharaj very nicely, systematically explained to his schoolmates, you know, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam, all the Navavida Bhaktis. And it is mentioned, you know, I'm very much excited for the next chapter also, chapter number 9, that's one of the best chapters you can come across. So those are prayers of Prahlad Maharaj. So in the Prahlad Maharaj prayers beginning, because one may undergo severe austerities for thousands and thousands of times, millions of years. Mm. 
वन मे हैव अनलिमिटेड नॉलेज ही मे डिस्क्रिमिनेट बट प्रहलाद महाराज से नन ऑफ देन कैन सैटिस्फाई द लॉर्ड आई विल जस्ट रीड in the in the prahlad maharaj prayers start from verse number 8 of ch- chapter number 9 first three verses he very nicely describes the quality of bhakti one should possess and only the bhakti can satisfy the lord then we will discuss how navavidha bhakti among the navavidha bhakti which is most important prahlad maharaj prayed How is it possible for me who have been born in a family of asuras to offer suitable prayers to satisfy the supreme personality of godhead even until now all the demigods headed by lord brahma and all the saintly persons could not satisfy the lord by streams of excellent words although such persons are very qualified being in the mode of goodness then what is to be said of me i am not at all qualified he is feeling himself not at all qualified to satisfy the lord then he says but manye manye means i consider and he says manye danabajana rupa tapas sutojas he says pradlad maharaj continued one may possesses wealth an aristocratic family beauty austerity education sensory expertise luster influence physical strength diligence intelligence and mystic yogic power but i think that even by all these qualifications one cannot satisfy the supreme personality of godhead however one can satisfy the lord simply by devotional service you see the prom- importance of bhakti and he gives an example that is gajendra did this and thus the lord was satisfied with him gajendra who is he is just an elephant animal but he called for the lord in devotion but lord responded and he is very much satisfied with gajendra's devotion you see the superiority of bhakti and then he says okay but one may possesses all the brahmanical qualifications you know possessing brahmanical qualifications are considered really high when you go south india you know some places they they consider we are brahmanas but here pralad uh, maharaj is saying if a brahmana has all 12 of the brahmanical qualifications as they are stated in the book called sanas sujata but is not a devotee and is averse to the lotus feet of the lord he is certainly lower than a devotee who is a dog eater but who has dedicated everything mind words activities wealth and life to the supreme lord such a devotee is better than such a brahmana because the devotee can purify his whole family whereas the so called brahmana in a position of false prestige cannot purify even himself brahmana with all the qualifications without devotional emotion without devotional service to the lord he cannot purify himself and what to speak of 
purifying his entire family. But whereas, on the other hand, a devotee may not have all the qualities of a Brahmana, but he can purify his entire family. So that's the greatness of Bhakti. And he says, the Supreme Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is always fully satisfied in Himself. Therefore, when something is offered to Him, the offering by the Lord's mercy is for the benefit of the devotee. For the Lord does not need service from anyone. To give an example, if one's face is decorated, the reflection of one's face in a mirror is also seen to be decorated. So bhakti is that. It is not that we are doing some favor to the Lord. You know, going out for book distribution, um, harinam, or you know, doing your japa. So many things we do for our own benefit. It is not to uh, not doing devotional service or Prabhu is doing archana. It is not, Lord doesn't need anything. He is Atmarama, he is self-satisfied. But when we do it, as the example is given, when you decorate, if one's face is decorated, the reflection of one's face in a mirror is also sin decorated. So we are that reflection of the Lord. So when we serve the Lord, automatically we are also satisfied. Esmin to stay, Jagat to stay. So if you water at the root of a tree, the entire tree get nourishment. So Lord is the root of entire creation. When we serve the Lord, you can satisfy the entire world. So that's the superiority of bhakti. Only bhakti can satisfy the Lord, nothing else, nothing else. And I will read a section from uh, Chaitanya Charita Amruta. In Chaitanya Charita Amruta, uh, multiple instances, um, when Mahaprabhu preaching to Mayavadis, when Mahaprabhu preaching to his own devotees, uh, when he is correcting Sanatan Goswami, he mentions the superiority of bhakti. In that superiority of the bhakti, he mentions the importance of chanting the holy names. So, after, um, after the conversation, after he defeated Sarvabhama Bhattacharya, Sarvabhama Bhattacharya, he felt so ashamed and next day when Mahaprabhu came, he asked, that comes in Madhilila chapter number 6, verse number 241, so Sarayabhama Bhattacharya asked, no, please tell me which form of devotional service is best I should do. And Mahaprabhu tells, no, chanting the holy names is the best form. I will read that verse. Then this Bhattacharya asked Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which item is most important in the execution of devotional service? The Lord replied that the most important item was the chanting of the holy names of the Lord. 
chanting the holy, holy names of the Lord is not just a sentiment. It is so potent because Kalikale Namarupe Krishnavata, the Lord is present. As soon as you remember, the Lord is present. Now, if you miss somebody, when you remember their name, you know, immediately you think of them. On that normal material platform, that person may not present. But, Lord being the Absolute, when you think of the holy name of the Lord, the Lord is present. In this regard, Sachinandan Maharaj gives, narrates a very beautiful um, story. He tells, uh, you know, once there was a um, king and he has only one daughter. But as in the due course of time, that king passed away. In his kingdom, he has very one, um, what you call Senapati in English? Huh? Commander-in-chief. Commander-in-chief. So that commander-in-chief is very dear to the king and very much dear to the prince also. Princess. Princess means uh, Rajkumari, right? Sorry. <laughs> so princess. So, and this princess was feeling so much um, separation from his father and this commander-in-chief takes care of that princess very nicely and as the time progressed and this princess developed so much love and affection to this commander and commander he was taking care of the princess so nicely and he started looking for a suitable match and he did that arrangement, everything is done. And this princess want to express, you know, I don't want to marry anybody else, but I want to marry you only. I want to marry you only. But she never expressed her desire. And this been continued for some time. And finally a day came, Commander-in-Chief told to the princess, you know, you go to this kingdom, there you see a big palace, you go there and the person whom I selected, he is present there. And this princess doesn't want to say no to the commander-in-chief, so she went there and as she entering the palace, she could see such a big palace and she could not imagine even in her dream that she is going to marry to that big king and she was entering and from the far she could see only a light and there was a throne and this king he was just opposite you know she could see only from the back but she was thinking okay I came here but I fell in love with the commander-in-chief and slowly the king turned. As soon as the king turned, she could, for her surprise, she could see the same commander-in-chief is the king. And Sachinandan Maharaj explains that the holy name which we are chanting at the moment is the commander-in-chief. 
is always taking care of us, you know, nurturing us. And slowly this Commander-in-Chief, you know, makes a suitable match with the Supreme Lord, establishes our connection with the Lord. And when we go after this birth, by the mercy of the Vaishnavas and Guru, when we go to the spiritual world, we see the same Commander-in-Chief, the same holy name, you know, personified in the spiritual world as Krishna. There is no difference. So that is why chanting of chanting the holy names is so much important. In the another connection also, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, it explains that Sanatan Goswami came from Rundavan and he has all the you know, wounds, uh, water coming from those. And Mahaprabhu every day comes and embraces him and finally Sanatan Goswami decided he want to commit suicide. Then Mahaprabhu chastised everything, stopped. Then Mahaprabhu tells, you know, if, if at all, just by committing suicide, if one gets Krishna Prem, I'm ready to commit millions of times. And then he explained all the verses. At the end he says, but Krishna Bhakti, Krishna Prem can be achieved only through, he says, among the ways of executing devotional service, the nine prescribed methods are the best. Among executing devotional service, the nine prescribed methods are the best. For these processes have great potency to deliver Krishna and ecstatic love for him. And this Navavida Bhakti has the potency to deliver Krishna and ecstatic love for Krishna. This is what we, aim, we want to achieve, right? That's the only wealth we should be greedy for, Krishna Prem. Other wealth will go. So only wealth one should be greedy and always lusty for getting Krishna and Krishna Prem, ecstatic love for Krishna. And in the next verse, he tells, Taramadya Sarvasreshta Nama Sankirtan Nirapara, Niraparade Namalaite Payap Premadan. He says, of the nine processes of devotional service, the most important is to always chant the holy name of the Lord. If one does so, avoiding the ten kinds of offenses, one very easily obtains the most valuable love of Godhead. And again, see, so of, among all the nine different processes, chanting the holy names is most important. And if one does so, one clause is avoid the offenses, the ten kinds of offenses. One very easily obtains the most valuable love of Godhead. In this purport, this, this, uh, this is coming from Chaitanya Charitamrita, Antalila, chapter number 4, verse number 70 and 71. And the 71 purport is so beautiful. Srila Prabhupada is giving so many references from the scriptures, glorifying the holy name. So I will read the translations. Um, the first one is Jiva Goswami Prabhu's um, Bhakti Sandarbha verse number 270. He says, chanting the holy name is the chief means of attaining love of Godhead. This chanting 
our devotional service does not depend on any paraphernalia nor on one's having taken birth in a good family by humility and meekness one attracts the attention of krishna that is the verdict of all vedas therefore if one becomes very humble and meek he can easily attain the lotus feet of krishna in this age of kali that is the fulfillment of all great sacrifices penances and austerities because when one achieves ecstatic love of godhead he attains the complete perfection of life therefore whether one does in executing devotional service whatever one does in executing devotional service must be accompanied by the chanting of the holy names of the lord and then he gives nam rupa goswami's namastaka verse number 1 he says o hari nama the tip of the toes of your lotus feet are constantly being worshiped by the glowing radiance emanating from the string of gems known as the upanishads the crown jewels of all the vedas you are eternally adored by liberated souls such as narada and sukadeva oh harinama i take complete shelter of you and then he prabhupad explains shrila sanatan goswami's brahad bhagavata amruta chapter 1 of part 1 verse number 9 he says all glories all glories to all blissful holy name of shri krishna which causes the devotee to give up all conventional religious duties meditation and worship when somehow or other uttered even once by a living entity the holy name awards him liberation the holy name of krishna is the highest nectar it is very it is my very life and my only treasure and again from sukadev goswami from shrimad bhagavatam chapter 1 verse number 11 there it is mentioned o king constant chanting of the holy name of the lord after the ways of the greatest authorities is the doubtless and fearless way of success for all including those who are free from all material desires those who are desirous of all material enjoyment and those who are self satisfied by dint of transcendental knowledge again emrah says in canto 6 chapter 322 he says devotional service beginning with the chanting of holy name of the lord is the ultimate religious principle for the living entity in human society and how to chant the holy name that is given in sikshastaka verse number 3 त्रिनादी सुनीचेन थरोरेव सहिष्णुना अमानिना मनदेना कीर्तनीय सदाहरी वन शुड चैन द होली नेम ऑफ द लॉर्ड इन ए हम्बल स्टेट ऑफ माइंड थिंकिंग वन सेल्फ लोअर दैन द स्ट्रॉ इन द स्ट्रीट वन शुड बी मोर टॉलरेंट दैन ए ट्री डिवाइड ऑफ ऑल सेंस ऑफ फॉल्स प्रस्टिज एंड रेडी टू ऑफर ऑल रेस्पेक्ट टू अदर्स इन सच ए स्टेट ऑफ माइंड वन कैन चैन द होली नेम ऑफ द लॉर्ड कॉन्स्टेंटली एंड वी being in krishna consciousness we moment we know that chanting the holy name is the ultimate we know navayuda bhakti is best important and we have been practicing quite a some time and it is very important for us to always reflect 
No, it may be day-to-day -day reflection, it may be weekly reflection, monthly or every Ekadashi. It is very important for us to reflect, you know, where we are at. You know, Socrates mentions that unexamined life is unworth to live. So, we should always examine, like a normal materialist, he always, when somebody is doing business, they always do a review. Every three quarter, one quarter, they, they conduct a review and where we are, how our sales going, how much we earn, what is the balance. Similarly, we should review ourselves, reflect, know which element of bhakti I am doing, how is my sadhana going, how am I chanting 16 rounds, am I able to observe. So that reflection is very important. You know, after reflection, accept it genuinely. Yes, I am lacking in this particular element. So I am not doing uh, chanting properly, I am not doing regular seva, I am not doing deity worship properly, I am not reading continuously. So accept and plan for it. After exception, correct it. First reflect, then accept where you want to progress and then correct it. Take up corrective measures, you know, I will dedicate this time, I will do. This is our life's business. And then, after doing this, only then accept the mercy of the Lord. No, without reflection, without correction, without acceptance of our own fault, it is not very good to accept Lord's mercy. Of course, Lord's mercy is there, that's why we are here in devotional service. But this, this is the process, reflect, accept, correct and expect, race. That is our race, everyday day, race. So take a moment. Just reflect how our chanting, how our sadhana. Okay, I'll stop here if you have any questions or comment. Hare Shambhuji. Thank you for the wonderful class. My question was, uh, you said about Narsimhadev, you wanted to see if um, uh, he was there in his heart, that's why. But, so in that one, like, did he know that um, Hiranyakashi was Jaya and Vijay, and like one of them, and or did like Yoga Maya cover him for momentarily? Exactly, I don't know the how Lord is feeling when he is killing Hiranyakashipu, but as far as my understanding, I would say, because Lord, he says in the Queen Kunti prayers, Maya Javanika Chhannam, he is, he is on the stage performing that activity. So when he is performing that activity, he is completely immersed in that activity. So, he may not be feeling that this is Jaya Vijaya, but he is in that moment. Thank you, Rishi.
Hare Krishna Prabhuji, thank you for the nice class. Prabhu, you mentioned how when something is in contact with uh, a darkness, with a light, the darkness immediately goes away as you mentioned the room example. Similarly, when we are in contact with Lord Krishna, our darkness or our ignorance goes away. But Prabhu, we see even after being with the Lord for so many lifetimes, chanting uh, chanting his holy names, reading his about his pastimes, we still fluctuate between the modes of ignorance and we still sometimes tend to do like wrong things. So how do we understand this? Mm. No, in this room, we have so many lights, correct? But if you compare the light in the altar and that side, it is so dim, this side. And few days ago, there are no, none of these lights were there. Although only one light is there. But why this place is dark still? Because the potency of light is small here. So similarly, in our day-to-day sadhana, the amount of devotional service potency, with what potency intensity we are doing, is like a small lamp. So that's why, even the light flies, have you seen light flies? In the dark night, light fly, that also has a light, small. But within that radius, that illuminates. But to chase away entire light, you need sun. So that's why we need to bring that intensity in our sadhana. So when that complete intensity of sadhana, chanting the holy names and reading, entire thing gone. But in the initial stage, our devotional light is very tiny. So that's why still we are fluctuating between both. And very dull. So it's just to increase it. Increase it, fuel it more. Will you? Thank you, Prabhuji. Very good. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Prabhu. Hare nice Krishna. class. Thank you. Prabhu, uh, it is said that whoever comes in touch with Lord gets purified. Mm. But in this instance, uh, Lord came as a uh, nursing dev. Um, and, but Hiran Kasivu also came in touch, uh, but he, he, he was not purified, rather he, just, he, he started fighting, he started challenging. Mm. Uh, so, how to understand this one, Prabhu? He got the biggest purification just operated by the Lord. Uh-huh. So with his own fingernails he ripped, mm. what more is required? <laughs> mm. He directly touched by the Lord, killed by the Lord. And after, in the prayers of Prahlad Maharaj, we see later, he was asking, you know, my Lord, my, my father, he is all the demon, but he is my father, please show mercy. And Lord gave benediction that just because he is connected with you, already got liberated. It's really wonderful, Prabhupada. Jai, Hare Krishna. Anyone else? Okay, nothing is there. We'll stop here. Vindra Srimad Bhagavatam ki, Srila Prabhupada ki.
destroy it. Do not waste time. <laughs> it's going to be bigger than you like next year. <laughs>